Hey everybody, it is Phoenix Kalita, and this is the Swapcast. Thank you for hanging out with me. So today, uh, we are going to cover an article in the Washington Post, um, and this is uh, written by Samantha Samantha Schmidt and Marissa Lang, and I'm super excited about it because they are tracking the work of Tamika Spellman, who you should probably be following on social media because Tamika's amazing, Um, does a lot of advocacy work with um, black trans sex workers and also works for HIPS, which is a D.C.-based sex worker rights advocacy group. So, um, I'm pretty... I'm going to try to keep the comments to myself. I know folks who listen are probably laughing because I never am able to keep comments to myself, but I'm going to try to just read it straight through, okay? All right, let's see what happens. So... With a bag of condoms and a stack of business cards, Tamika Spellman began a route she knew by, by heart, peering out the window of her Lincoln sedan uh, at dark sidewalks where she once stood. West Virginia Avenue, K Street, Eastern Avenue, street corners and alleyways where women wait for a steady trickle of clients for, cac- for quick cash to pay the rent. Spellman knows these streets and these women better than most. She used to be one of them. Now she was on a mission to help them to prevent the next black transgender woman from being killed at the fringes of the nation's capital. Hey, love, you need condoms? Spellman called out the window. On the passenger side next to her sat uh, Amelia Tallarico, a a fellow advocate for sex worker and transgender rights. It was just past 11 p.m. at West Virginia Avenue in Northeast Washington. A tall, thin woman stood on the sidewalk wearing a short red skirt and a white tank top. Like most of the women they see on these drives, Spellman and Tallarico recognized her. Spellman passed her the card and told her to call if she needed anything. Try to work with somebody else, said Spellman, who by days works for the D.C. sex worker advocacy group HIPS. I don't want y'all walking by yourselves. It seems like they're escalating. For transgender sex workers in the district, everything seems to be escalating. Threats to safety, police intimidation, rising rents that have pushed so many to take to the streets to survive. Spellman has been going on these drives every weekend since Zoe Spears, a black transgender woman, was shot and killed in June near the Eastern Avenue Strip just outside the district less than three months after another black transgender woman, Ashanti Carmen, was fatally shot just blocks away. The deaths became a local paragon of the dangers faced by transgender women of color across the country. At least 18 transgender people nationwide have been fatally shot or killed in 2019, according to the Human Rights Campaign. The American Medical Association has called violence against trans uh, against the transgender community an epidemic. I actually did not. Ex- All right. I know I said no commentary, but I'm actually surprised that the American Medical Association said that that. Wow. OK. 
Um, but Spears and Carmen had something else in common. Both women at some point had in their lives turned to sex work, a dangerous p- profession that over the past year has become even riskier, especially for those who are black or brown or trans. Uh, federal measures that shuttered websites like Backpage and Craigslist Personals eliminated a digital safety net that allowed sex workers to better control what clients they accepted. Instead, they've now been forced on the streets to find work. A controversial bill to decriminalize prostitution is gaining steam in Washington, but transgender sex workers can't afford uh, to wait can't afford to wait to see whether the district can find better ways to protect them. And that the fucking truth. Uh, there. Oh, all right. Let me start that little paragraph over Uh, a controversial bill to decriminalize prostitution is gaining steam in Washington but transgender sex workers can't afford to wait to see whether the district can find better ways to protect them they're doing it themselves girl if you don't do it yourself nobody's gonna do it for you because people hate people hate sex workers and trans people and black people it's Uh, They keep watch at night, organize rallies, collect money on GoFundMe to provide emergency housing and services. A group led by Tallarico has given uh, the homeless among them a place to live in Northeast Washington, a community that is now under threat. Shit. Spellman tore into a sticky pink Laffy Taffy from a pile of candy in the car's console. She needed sugar to keep her going until the early morning. Nicki Minaj blasted her through the radio speakers. Tallarico rolled down the con- uh, rolled down the window. Y'all got condoms? She called. Uh, and then there's a next like the next uh, like chapter, if you will, or whatever this is headlined unintended consequences. And I know, I know anyone who's been listening is like, these aren't unintended. This is incredibly intentional because people were warned what would happen. And lawmakers went ahead and pushed this bullshit anyway. And, you know, that's um, all right. Unintentional, I guess. Let's fucking pretend that this is unintended consequences my ass a year and a half ago president trump signed into law a pair of measures meant to cut down on illegal sex trafficking online uh, sex trafficking online the bill a combination um, of the allow states and victims to fight online sex trafficking act fosta and the stop enabling sex traffickers act sesta made websites liable if users were found posting ads for prostitution on their pages The goal, to make policing the online sex trade easier, received overwhelming bipartisan support in Congress. Yeah, fucking everybody voted for this piece of shit. The bill's most immediate result, though, was that various websites like Craigslist Personals and Backpage, where sex workers could communicate with potential clients, vanished abruptly. So, too, did business prospects for D.C. sex workers like Tiara Moten and Kim, who relied on those sites. When Backpage shut down, my phone stopped ringing, said Kim, who asked to be identified by her first name only because of pending criminal charges relating to prostitution. Look, we've saved another sex worker. That's why there's pending fucking charges. Hmm. Instead of coordinating dates from her home or hotel, she had to pick up clients on the streets. Advocates advocates with HIPS, which operates in an outreach van along popular routes, said they've seen about three times more sex workers on the streets since the website shut down. Online sex workers could better vet clients. They could check social media, coordinate a place to meet, or even set up a GPS tracker with their friends. They had the power to set their own prices and only offer services with which they were comfortable, many said. It made an unsafe profession feel somewhat safer. When you're in that car, in their car, they have the ball, it's their court, said Kim. Sex workers aren't the only ones who say losing these websites made their jobs harder. It has become harder for police to investigate and monitor sex trafficking, D.C. Lieutenant Brett Parson said. 
Well, y'all could have just listened to sex workers in the first place. In the past, investigators could build a case against traffickers using ads posted online. The main websites, he said, were generally cooperative with law enforcement subpoenas. Peep that. I'm pretty sure I covered, uh, I know, again, tangent. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that I covered on Swapcast how um, Backpage was, like, accused of running all these, like, trafficking rings and being complicit in trafficking. And then actual, like, leaked memos. Uh, Elizabeth Nolan Brown uh, from Reason wrote about it. All these leaked memos show that... Um, like, they were actually seeking out police, being like, hey, we think that this person might be trafficked. And then, you know, after all that of trying to actually um, solve the problem, Kamala Harris and company turned around and said, oh, they're human traffickers. Let's try them with all these things. And it's like, so what incentive does a business have to report trafficking if they're going to be called traffickers regardless of whatever safety measures they take? But, you know. Even police are admitting now, yeah, Backpage actually did uh, try to help, but we said fuck them, and now here we are. Uh, So yeah, the main websites, he said, were generally cooperative with law enforcement subpoenas. Now the online commercial sex trade has moved to lesser-known corners of the web on sites not based in the United States. That means law enforcement subpoena powers are limited, said Parson. Uh, Even some organizations that aid victims of sex trafficking have found closure of sites um, has made outreach harder. In June, D.C. Council member David Grosso introduced a bill he said that would bring sex workers out of the shadows and improve public safety. It would make uh, the district the only U.S. jurisdiction to legalize prostitution outside of some areas of Nevada where legal brothels exist. Grosso's decriminalization effort failed in 2017, the last time he introduced the idea to the council. But he's more optimistic now with several several of his fellow council members signing on as co-sponsors. And now I kind of want to look up the bill because note they said a bill to legalize and then said he has decriminalization efforts. So I think it's a decrim bill, but I'm going to go back and read it just to make sure. Uh, Right now, the issue is that everything that happens in the world is done underground in the shadows where criminals tend to be, where people who think they can get away with an assault and murder go, said Grosso. He and his supporters have said the bill would make it easier for sex workers to find housing and leave the industry because they would not have prostitution-related arrests on their records. Opponents of the legislation argue it would put more women at risk of exploitation and abuse and turn the nation's capital into a red-light district. Nigga, it's already a red-light district in every literal, metaphorical fucking sense of the word. (laughs) Stop it. Um... Tina Front, founder of Courtney's House, which provides services to underage survivors of sex trafficking, says she supports partial decriminalization, that is code word for the Nordic model, uh, efforts that protest, protect sex workers from being charged with crimes, but she argues, argues that Grossel's full decriminalization bill would embolden pimps and increase trafficking. Oh, see, we're back to decrim. Okay. Grossel rejects the idea the bill would legalize pimps or any type of coercion in the sex trade. There's a quote from Grossel. My law only addresses sex work when it's a non-coercive situation between two consensual adults. Bringing that out of the shadows will actually make it easier to identify and stop trafficking. At a uh, rally introducing his bill in June, Grosso handed the microphone to uh, activist and sex worker Sharice Monet. Sharice! I love Sharice. Her eyes welled as she recalled the time she was kidnapped, how she was gagged and tied up and left for dead. She spoke, uh, as she spoke, two black trans women nodded knowingly, holding hands in the back row. Turning a corner in the Noma neighborhood, blocks from Union Station, Tellerico spotted two women she know. One wore a suede shirt and a crop top, the other a sports bra and leggings. 
Aye, what are y'all doing? Talarico said. <laughs> Trying to make a living, one replied. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, Spellman added, when y'all out here work, y'all work in pairs. They already know, Talarico said. Uh, Talarico recognized uh, her as one of the nearly 30 transgender women of color who have spent all or part of the past year living at a Northeast Washington safe house run by the activist group No Justice, No Pride. Uh, it began as a quick fix. After Sesta Fosta passed and websites closed down, Talarico's phone exploded with desperate messages from trans sex workers in need of a place to stay. They were short on rent, they couldn't afford hotel fees, and they were running out of options. As a longtime community organizer, Talarico offered her own home to half a dozen women to start and then got to work raising enough money to rent a row house. Uh, they landed in a five-bedroom, four-bathroom uh, four bathroom in Eckington and relied on donations to make the $4,250 a month rent. Holy fuck, we need rent control in this country. About eight trans women of color moved in right away. More followed. The house uh, quickly turned into a teeming hub of activity. Family dinner nights meant voguing in the kitchen, impassioned debates over Beyonce and Disney films crackled with jokes and jabs. The space was, above all, a place where black and brown trans women could feel free to be themselves, feel safe, and burst up from their chairs and dance. Before she moved into an upstairs bedroom in the house, Kim was in and out of homelessness for years. She fell into sex work when she was 18 after losing her job. The more she worked, the harder it became to quit. Prostitution charges kept her from finding a new job. Moten, 18, was one of the first women to move in. After a troubled childhood and a family that struggled to accept her transition, she set out on her own. Sex work, she said, helped her gain independence, but Moten is young enough to have uh, known sex work only in its online form. Mm-hmm. These babies, they don't know. Like others whose primary client base existed on the web, she estimates her income has been cut by as much as 80% since Backpage and Craigslist closed. Using Backpage, most women can make about $300 a night. On a street, many said they earn about $60 a night. Eesh. At the end of August, the place where these women had created a no-judgment community was taken away. Their landlord re declined to renew the lease. Fuck landlords. Uh, the group has yet to find a new home. Just before midnight, uh, through a dark residential neighborhood near K and 12th Streets, Spellman lit a cigarette. Talarico looked out the window and pointed, This is my spot right there. I drop the kitties off, then I come back by myself. You know it's not safe these days, Spellman told her. On nights when Spellman and her car don't patrol the district streets, Talarico walks the line of women waiting on corners, making sure everyone has condoms, a buddy, and a place to stay. She uses the Find My iPhone app to keep track of kitties like Moten and other women from the, from the house. The streets darkened as the woman wrapped around the district to Eastern Avenue, blocks from where Spears and Ashanti were gunned down. But when she still worked the streets, Spellman avoided Eastern Avenue at all costs. This has just become uh, known to be the beat where the dates come to kill the girls, said Talarico. That is so fucking depressing. Now the street reminds Spellman of the last place she saw Spears alive. It was early one morning and Spears had a date trailing her. I can't talk to her right now. She's busy, Spellman remembered thinking. She kept driving. On the corner of 51st and Mead Street, they found a woman wearing a pink tank top and a fanny pack. Spellman offered her condoms. Spellman said, I just want to make sure you're safe while you're working. Uh, don't worry. I questioned them before getting in the car, the woman said. I know, but you can never tell these days, said Spellman. Too many other girls have been killed, and I just want to make sure you're being safe. Isn't that the whole thing? I just want to make sure you're being safe. As Spellman pulled away, a white sedan pulled up on the opposite side of the street. A man rolled down his window, and the woman in pink walked up to his car and leaned in. Hopefully she is all right, um, because you never fucking know. But 
yeah, I wanted to just read that article, try to do as much of a straight read through as possible because I think these type of stories are important. This is humanizing sex work. It's talking about the realities of stigma. It's talking about politicians who uh, are actually trying to help. It's talking about um, how deep sex worker community bonds go. And I think that's just, you know, really important right now, especially considering everything that's going on in regards to SESTA-FOSTA. So, all right. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, try to stay safe, fam. Just whatever you can do. Like any any ounce of uh, harm reduction you can engage in, fucking do it. You deserve it. You need it. And it's, it's just fucking dangerous out there. So please try to stay safe, okay? All right. If there's anything y'all want me to cover, you can always hit me up at Uppity Negress on Twitter. My DMs are open. Uh, Uppity Negress has two P's, two T's, two S's. Um, otherwise... Yeah, I'll catch y'all around, okay? Be safe, fam.